We go together like peas and carrots. The Peas and Carrots Podcast, sharing life from our piece of the vegetable patch. Brian and Kayla Sanders. Welcome to the Peas and Carrots Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Kayla. Hey, 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 good morning. Well, How are you? Why am I saying good morning? Because it is morning when we're recording. Oh, but friends might be listening to this at midnight. Good evening. Have a snack. So if you're up at midnight, is that evening or is that like good night? Like, like uh, this is real. I didn't even have this plan. Like, when do you stop saying good morning and you say good afternoon? When do you stop saying good afternoon to good evening and then to good night? Well, for me, it's after I've had lunch. I say good afternoon. Oh, okay. So after 12. And then good night to me is 9 p.m. In other words, do not call. That's why. So there we go. I'm old and I need sleep. You (laughs) You are not old. But that's an interesting little question. Yeah. What are the times? I guess it depends on if you're a morning person or a night person, perhaps. Because like... Would 2 a.m. be like good morning or is it like good night? No, it's good night. Well, but, yeah. Okay, I'm just, okay. but it is a.m. Care not. Well, the A.m. for me starts at 545, so there not. we go. And it's all about you, isn't it? And you've just discovered this. <laughs> just kidding. No, but my sleep is, so there we go. There's that. <laughs> well, uh, I... I what were all these boxes in the kitchen and all these? Let me, God, let me just ask this to all the fellas. Have you ever walked in your house mm-hmm. and discovered all these boxes and bags full of like kitchen stuff? And you're like, well, I thought we had a pretty good marriage going here. <laughs> I didn't know somebody was leaving. So I did something that we will call it the great pantry purge. And we're both really, we're dedicated to eating better and making healthier food choices. So I took everything out of our pantry and decided Let's stop here a minute. And you find that fun. It was kind of therapeutic until I realized how much we couldn't eat that was in the I'd rather somebody shove a bamboo stick underneath a toenail than me do that. (laughs) Which is why I did it. Oh, man. No, we are trying to do a lot more fresh food, a lot more um, just healthy options overall. So a lot of the things in our pantry, like brownie mix and cake mix, and yeah, there were things that we gifted them to a food bank. So know that nothing went to waste, but it just... It had to be a catalyst for change because as long as that was there, I'm more tempted to go and grab a pack of cookies than I am to go and get an apple or some grapes from the refrigerator. Mm. And I know that about myself. So I'm more tempted to get potato chips. I get it. So we oh, don't ones, have any now. Those ones by Utz that are like in the crab seasoning. Oh, my word. Okay. But I went off the rail there, did It's I? okay. And sadly, you do not have any. So, no, I don't. But there we go. So, so no, that's that's what now the boxes were. We're we're still happily married. No one's moving out. Now I got broccoli. <laughs> you sound so sad. <laughs> so but, we bought some new furniture for outdoors. It's still in the box. It is it's been in the box since. Since last fall. Since last fall, because we, we got it on sale it was at the end of season, and it was, it was going cold. into winter. Yeah. So, and yeah. we didn't. So we didn't. And it's still in the box, and uh, 
this week, I have a buddy of mine's coming over to help me put it together. And why do you have a buddy coming to help you put it together? What have I, we perhaps learned about each other? Because you and I do not do projects well together. No. We, y'all, we love each other dearly. Mm-hmm. But if we do a project together, there will be lawyers on the phone by the time <laughs> that project's done. Because to me, how do I want to say this? One of us likes things to be just right. And some of us thinks duct tape fixes everything. <laughs> just saying. There's nothing wrong with a little duct tape. Uh-huh. But... You know, and I get angry at people. You get angry at things. I do. Okay, so really short story. We bought some new blinds for our dining room. You can't believe And we could not get Are them. Are you going to tell this story? <laughs> yes, I am. Oh, my word. Not my finest moment. Um, Jerked them off the wall. They would not the hang door. straight. And we were both getting frustrated because they were hanging crooked. And no matter what we they tried. They were straight enough for me. But not for me. And I got irritated. And you kept saying they look fine. They work. And I said, I'm going to show you how they work. And I walked them out to the back deck and threw them off the deck. I think our neighbors probably thought she has lost her I'm mind. I'm shocked you didn't go out there with some gasoline and a match and pour well, it over it and start close, on fire. But, yeah, again, probably a very low point. But but here, but here, I am patient with things. You're because, not with people. Not with people. because So God put us together perfectly because yes. I can be patient with people, but things will... Computers that don't work or... But, but here's... Okay, I want to explain to you how my mind works, okay? Mm-hmm. Is that thing does not have a will of its own. It, it's doing what I'm telling it to do. No, it's not. Yes. And that's why I get upset. <laughs> but it's, it's user... <laughs> See? This is when the fight started. Uh, but... But you get angry at things I because do. it's been designed to do a certain thing. Yes. And when it doesn't do what it was designed to do. I get upset. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So. And I'm not sorry for that. I am sorry for throwing <laughs> the mini blinds in the yard. Hang on. <laughs> what are you doing with your glasses? What? You just like turn into a library marm. What is going on? Okay. So I have new glasses and they're. She's got them pulled down all the way to the end of her nose. <laughs> What is wrong with you? They're new and they're stronger prescriptions. Well, don't do that. You just I, aged 30 years on me. You put your glasses back up on your face. I can't. Because you're like all blurry to me because they're transitional, like progressive lenses. And are every the headphones time impeding head, on the side? Yeah, they are. So <laughs> we're a mess today. Transitioning. So. No. <laughs> Your glasses, they need to go. No, I can see you now. But you look crazy. Dear Mr. Sanders, yes. people cannot see me. I'll take a picture. Go ahead. I'm I want worried. you to imagine the lovely Miss Kayla with her glasses <laughs> on the very edge of her nose, looking down, reading our talking points here. Well, I just, yeah, I can't do it. And then when she it. looks at me, she looks up and she's got a. Tilt her head back. Yeah, I've got to so get So she used can look through the center of, of the my eye. lenses. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm a mess. Anyway, oh. let's talk about books. Our very favorite topic. 
What have you read lately? David Gergen's book, uh, Hearts Touch with Fire, was incredible for me. I just finished that this past weekend. Five out of five. Mm. A great, great book. Mark Sayers wrote a book called A Non-Anxious Presence. And this is a book about Christian leadership. And he talks about how leaders need to be a non-anxious presence in the room and that you don't create anxiety. You know, and sometimes a leader needs to create a little anxiety to like motivate some people. Mm-hmm. So I would probably, but it was okay. There was a lot of theory. There was a lot of, uh, it's a very heady book. Mm. And then, then there were some other things too. So I give it a three out of five. But it was uh, it was okay. I mean, but uh, David Gergen's book was. I would tell everybody go buy David Gergen's book. He worked for four presidents, and uh, the name of the book is "Hearts Touched with Fire: How Leaders Are Made." And he worked mm. for Reagan, uh, Bush forty one. Uh, he worked for Clinton, and uh, I think he worked for Ford as well. Gotcha. So he's 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 been on the front lines. He's seen it all. So this incredible. Yeah, stuff. you powered through that. Book. Oh, the stories. You enjoyed it. Love yeah. the stories. You? Well, I just finished Shauna Nequist's latest book. I guess I haven't learned that yet. And oh, it was that such was the a name good of the book. Read. Yeah, that's name, the, the I guess I haven't learned that yet. Okay. And if you read one book this year, read that book. It is such a good read. And I'll go ahead and give you a teaser. No, she is not going to talk about explicitly what her family has been through in the last three to five years. Because she's the daughter of, of... Of someone who had a fall from, yeah, okay. their role in ministry. We'll leave it there. Um, so don't go into it thinking, oh, I'm going to get all the juicy details. But you are going to get so much more from reading that book. It it was transformational for me. I do not say that lightly. And then because I like mindless, well, I don't want to say, it was not a Y'all, useless read. If you kill somebody and you bury him out in the field, <laughs> she'll read it. She'll watch it on Netflix. Go ahead. This, was, this is definitely, so disclaimer, it is not a Christian book, but I read a book, Rock, Paper, Scissors. And it people was one died, of those did books. Did people die in that book? Um, I don't want to give anything away. Yes. I will say this. I cheat. Am I the only person that reads the end of the book yes, first? I do not understand. Doesn't that ruin the suspense? <laughs> well, kind of. But this book would not let me do that. I had to read the actual book. I could not cheat. So it was very good. But anyway, rock, paper, scissors. If you like kind of psychological thrillers and useless, like, well... All books have value, so I'm not going to say that, but I guess you haven't learned that yet. Great value, great Mm. lessons. She put her heart into that book. Cannot recommend it enough. I want to highlight one other book that I just finished. That's why I was looking at my phone. This guy's like, what are you doing on your phone? Uh, Rembrandt is in the Wind Mm. by by, uh, Russ Ramsey. Ramsey is a PCA pastor, and he loves art. And so he looks at famous paintings and famous painters, uh, and he looks at them through the eyes of the gospel. And the stories will absolutely slay you. Mm. Rembrandt painted himself 
there's a famous painting of the disciples and Jesus on the boat at the Sea of Galilee, and they're being tossed. And you see this painting, you can actually feel the boat being tossed. Yeah. Rembrandt painted himself into that painting. He's, he's actually on that ship with them, hanging on to a rope in his hat. And then he did another painting where they're putting Jesus on the cross. Mm. And Rembrandt painted himself into that painting as to helping put Jesus on the cross. Ooh. And so Ramsey looks at all these different things. It's fantastic. It is not boring. Mm. It is not heady. It is not so... It is not so intellectual. It's actually for us normal folk. But so I would tell you to get it. It's called Rembrandt in the Wind. I actually want to reach out to Russ and see if he'd join us and talk to us about art and mm. paintings and stuff. Scales <laughs> like, mm, okay, well, no, I think that would be okay, cool. All right, because you like art and stuff like that. I don't do. You? I love that kind of stuff. You like getting all fancy and going places. Sure. You like that, don't you? I do. I just soon wear shorts and t-shirt, roll up and look at Monet, you know. But uh, that's how you. Roll. That's how I roll. So, all right. Can I say something before we go to the next segment? Sure. I don't think I did a very good job shaving today. You missed a whole side <laughs> of your face because <laughs> I put my hand over here. I'm like, wait a minute, something's wrong. And I went over here, and I got like big long white whiskers down here. What? I thought I shaved today. You did one side. What? Well, <laughs> <laughs> that was that was not helpful at all. Congratulations! We have many friends whose kids are graduating. We uh, do this this season. Yeah, and so we've been thinking about what's it mean to be a graduate and that kind of stuff. And yeah, our hearts are with a lot of our friends who are going to be launching their kids off to college and future careers and so it's that time of year and we thought we'd take just a few minutes b what are three things that you would say to high school graduate you if you could go back oh to myself yes but will also be helpful to our graduates take care of yourself i would never have stopped walking or running Mm. that kind of stuff i never but now I, I've been in the gym and I've been doing walking and that kind yeah. of stuff. And I got a good progress report today. But uh, that's one thing I would tell myself never to stop doing. Mm. Um, secondly, believe in the Lord as strongly as you do in the good times during the hard times. Mm. Because uh, that's something that I really, really struggle with. And three, I would, I would tell myself uh, that it's okay to be different. Because I'm not. Uh, well, there's only one of you anyway. Yeah, but so. I'm a, I'm a little different. I mean, I like books. I like learning. I'm not going to go out in a deer stand and sit there for six hours. And if I did, I'd probably take a book. But that's not my gig. That's not my. And that's okay. That's not my thing. So, so be you is yes, what you would. Tell I would them. tell people to be to be themselves. You tell me three things you would tell your. Your graduate self. Well, the first thing I would tell myself is grow slow. Crawl, walk, run. And what do I mean by that? You're not meant to have it all or be all of it as you leave high school. 
pursue progress over perfection. Just mm. take the risk, jump in, and just try. And do it in such a way that you're more concerned about moving forward than you are doing it perfectly. Mm. So second, I would say be ruthless in how you spend your money. Collect memories and not things. I agree with we that have, 100%. We have challenged ourselves throughout our marriage to go take the trip, make the memory, not have a house full of stuff that trust us, even though we've been diligent about that, we have a house full of things we've never used. So yeah. don't be so... I've got to have it all when I start out in your first apartment or your first dorm room or whatever. Just save your money for when you can take that trip and go make that memory. I agree with that 100%. And finally, find some quality friends. As you launch into oh. either college or your first career, we meddling now. find some quality friends who you can be mentored by. Don't be afraid to embrace people in an older season of life. Let them mentor you. And then when the time is right, be a mentor. Come My problem alongside is that someone most people older than me you. are dead. Well, all right then. They that don't mentor took a, very they that took a turn. Oh. Thanks. What's your favorite high school memory? That I can share? Yes. I should have clarified. <laughs> PG high school memory. Gosh. There's one that really st favorite high school memory. We all went to this English state rally thing and our teacher was Mrs. Young and she didn't see very well. There was like four of us in the car with her and we're coming back from a town 30 minutes away and she didn't see the median. And we ran over, and she ran over the median. Oh my! And we were all laughing and screaming. <laughs> and she pulled, and I'll never forget this. She said, "If y'all tell anybody, I'll make you read three different Shakespeare plays." Oh, <laughs> you kept quiet. I kept quiet you? till now. She's retired, so I'm not worried about it. So I have two, and um, one was well. Actually, I must save the second one for a little later on. But the one that I want to share. Our class was just bad. We were, we were so, what's the word I'm looking for? Bad. I don't, just bad, I guess. Rebellious. Yeah. Uh, let's just put it this way. Because we had been such a prankster, that's the word I'm looking for. We loved pranks. And so to make us behave during graduation, we actually did not get our diplomas until we turned in our cap and gown because we had, just, we had been such a mess. But, I did not know this about well, you. Well, we actually, so in our town growing up, during senior week, it was literally a week of just pranks and one of those looked like toilet rolling people's houses and it was so bad that the police actually Were had you to start them with toilet paper us. not not toilets Correct. Okay, you said yes. toilet rolling. Well, I'm like, toilet, sorry, toilet paper How strong rolling. were the people in your high school? <laughs> Look at them. They got five toilets <laughs> rolling over the house. Okay, yes. Let's include the word paper. Y'all took toilet paper and rolled people's Oh, we did can it. I ask, so, little Miss Innocent Kayla, can I ask you a question? I was involved. 
And we did get pulled Kayla over by Sanders, the police. You th- what? I, thank no, God no, we didn't just, get no, arrested. You are not going. <laughs> did the police, were you there when the police showed up? Yes. Did you get questioned by the police? No, if you'll let me finish. We would have, but one of the girls in my group, it was her dad. <laughs> so, who was the cop? Who was the cop. So got we got one, a stern warning. And told if we were pulled over again, it would be $50 a roll. And we would probably spend the night in jail. And I think it was just to scare us from doing this again, which it didn't. Um, he only knew that, but, you know, 30 years later, toilet paper would be $50 a there's roll. There's that. So there you go. But anyway. Wow. So, yeah. We were. The cops it, showed Forgive up the term, for but this Kayla. is actually what it was called. There was a night during senior week that was called White Night. And it was only called that because the entire town was covered in toilet paper. <laughs> I never did anything like that. I was always afraid my dad would find out. Oh, my mom found out. Oh, but. <laughs> <laughs> you toilet papered somebody's house? Somebody's? Quite a few somebody's. What was your favorite class or subject? So, for me, it was my English class. And I want to tag on the next question as well. You have a question here. Which teacher impacted you the most? And for me, it was my senior English class. And we called her Miss V. Her name was Miss Verzweivelt. But she liked to be called Verzweivelt. But she liked to be called Miss V. And she brought books and stories and English literature to life for me. Mm. And I just loved being in her class. You could tell that she was so passionate about what she was teaching and about the students in her class. She didn't just come, which I would say is most teachers that have impact. She didn't just come to check a box and do a lesson plan She came to impact us. Mm. And I remember walking in one day to a note from her, a card on my desk, telling me what she valued about me and what she was thankful for. And I'm I'm just blown away to this day that a teacher who had a million things to do was known for taking time to do that with each of her with her children in her care. Oh. Mine was usually a note to my parents. Oh, well, there you go. Brian talks too much. I'm shocked. I really am. That was hurtful. Back to your favorite <laughs> subject. What was yours? And who impacted you the most? Favorite subjects would be history, English, that kind of stuff. But mm. my math computer science teacher, Mr. Gardner, was a standout teacher for me in high school. Uh, he introduced me to computers. He introduced us to... Uh, the Apple computer, how to do it, uh, how to, what it could do, what the capabilities were, and I hated math. I despised math. To this day, I don't understand why the why the why they put uh, letters in math. It makes no sense. I, I don't <laughs> understand it. Uh, but for me, that was a that 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 was a big that was a big mm. deal. And I would I would say this: uh, you will look back one day fondly mm. on your school days and you'll see how these people impacted you sure and mr gardner never took himself seriously Mm. he liked to laugh and he was patient 
and he was willing to explain the actual concept. Mm. So that was a big, big, big deal for me. So, uh, so congratulations to all of our different. Yes. Can, 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 I'd like to add on something to this. Sure. That in uh, junior high school, it was Mr. Wren who taught band. That was mm. a big deal for me. Seminary, uh, Dr. Stevens, who taught me Greek, he just retired this past week. And I got pretty emotional about Saw that. Saw that, yeah. yeah uh, he taught me Greek, uh, taught me the book of Romans uh, and the book of James. Uh, he's just... He was an incredible teacher, and he has no idea the impact he left on my life. Dr. Cole, uh, you know Dr. Mm. Cole from seminary? Yeah. He taught uh, uh, archaeology and, and history. Uh, it's a huge impact on my life. So uh, never take a teacher for granted. Don't, yeah. Yeah, for college, it was two. And I am embarrassed to say I cannot remember. I've drawn a blank on the professor's name, but it was my history professor. And he walked in the first day with this massive picture, like an oil painting of one of the kings. And he used that. It was hysterical. It became like the talking point of the semester. He used that portrait and that picture's name changed every day based on whatever he was teaching us what it was hilarious and he did it in such a way where you could not wait to see who this portrait was going to be like it could be henry the eighth or it was going to be william the conqueror or it was it changed every single That's hysterical. it was hilarious and he took history for me and rather than it being something that was just boring and dated he made it fun and captivating for me and it changed my whole view of history. And then I had the privilege of having a full circle moment. I grew up in a church where Dr. Bozeman was part of our church. And then he ended up being my um, old Testament professor in college. Wow. And I remember him looking at me and saying, young lady, I'm not cutting you any slack because we are friends. Did he? And he did not. And I appreciated that. Hmm. Um, and if, if anything, it was probably a little harder on me because he knew me. Well, but, put a little... but it was a really good, it was a really hmm. good class. So, right. yeah. Sorry, I meant to say New Testament, not Old Testament. So, yeah. That's a great story. He's a, he's a, he was a very great man. So, yeah. Well, uh, thanks for listening this week. And, uh, hey, tell us your experiences with uh, your, your teachers. Who was your favorite teacher? What was your favorite subject? And because teachers need to be honored. They do. They should be celebrated. So. And to our graduates, enjoy this moment. Yeah. It's downhill from here, y'all. <laughs> And with that, you can search the Peas and Carrots podcast wherever you get your podcasts or visit our website, peasandcarrots.com. When you do, don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram. Just search for the Peas and Carrots podcast. For more about the Peas and Carrots podcast and to reach out to Brian and Kayla, visit peasandcarrotspodcast.com. Looking for another great podcast? Jesus Fix It with Seth and Jess is about finding your way through the clutter, perhaps having some laughs along the way. 
The Christian walk doesn't always come wrapped in nice, pretty packaging. So count on Seth and Jess to keep it real. Search for Jesus Fix It Podcast today.